welcome to the first ever episode of the official uh, BT Podcast Club podcast. And for today's first uh, episode, we have uh, your host, Jay Auerhan, the head of the podcast club, and uh, Michael and Noah Rabinovich and Jonas Schneider um, from the uh, TTMN Sports Club. You guys want to say hi? What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. How's it going? All right, so today we are just going to be uh, talking a little bit about the recent events of the NFL and the NBA. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, to, uh, start off the uh, the podcast with a little bit of football talk because everybody loves football and basketball. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you guys want to start off with? Um, well, let's talk about that Ravens game. Yeah, the Ravens, like, that's what yeah. I was yes. going to say. So I got a question because – I know Jay's a Ravens fan and Michael is a Steelers fan. If you guys didn't know, so I want to know: Do you does Mike Michael? Do you actually like feel good about that win? Because like no, you didn't really like. I don't feel good. You didn't about the play win. the actual. I Ravens. feel really good about the Steelers' attitude afterwards because their attitude was, "We're glad we had the win." And Mike Tomlin, like directly said it, we played like a junior varsity team. We need to be better. We need to improve. We need to fix our mistakes. Yeah. And what I saw was like a lot of what we're seeing, like with the Chiefs towards the end of their season last year. They had a lot of drop balls, missed opportunities, and then they were able to pick it up towards the end of the playoffs. So that's just what I'm hoping can happen with the Steelers. You know, the Steelers just have a history. They're not always going to blow out teams that they can beat, but it's important for them that they learn from their mistakes. And as of right now, they just haven't had a bad day where they've done so bad that they've lost. So hopefully they pick it up and, uh, Hope well. I mean, for me as a Steelers fan, I want to see them show that they've improved when they face Washington, who's going to have yeah. twice the practice that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think on um, like a like a Ravens fan perspective for that game, uh, number one, I thought it was. Uh, I quite honestly thought that we played uh, really well for the surprising amounts of players that we uh, that that we lost going into the game. Uh, we really stuck to our roots as like a as like a franchise uh, as a whole. We played really great defense. Uh, sometimes I was a bit shocked that Big Ben and other players played right into what we wanted them to do. Um, and we did. We went uh, very run heavy until like the last uh, the last quarter, and that proved proved well. Right. Yeah. And I think when I was watching the Ravens game as a Ravens fan, from my perspective, like you said, um, they did stick to their roots. They were playing very well. Um, I thought that our defense was great uh, the whole way through. Like, that's what gave us a shot to, like, keep us in the game. Because remember, like, we were playing without a lot of key players, that Lamar, Mark Andrews, et cetera, right? So I really think we stepped up. RG3, you know, he had some flashes. I don't think he was that great, um, but he had some flashes. End of the day, though, I think the biggest thing was um, that last play before the second half started to end the first half, just the – um. They should have called a delay of game, and later afterwards, the referee said they messed up. But I think that really cost the game. Yeah, yeah see, that's that's been my big. That's been one of like my uh, largest problems with the NFL this season is that um, the refs had been making a lot of key mistakes in terms of uh, in terms of calls and stuff with like uh, maybe like a like a blatant um, pass interference call that they might have missed. And I do agree, sometimes uh, they'll say, like, oh, yeah, we messed up. But 
what really angers what, what really makes me angry is that a lot of the times they just say yeah we we made the right call and we're not changing it and uh, i think they're completely wrong on that and to add to it i think like and th- they had two really bad missed calls at the end of both halves in the game this game very likely costs the ravens a playoff spot so i think that also adds to it if this comes to bite them in the end yeah i wouldn't be surprised with that i i think as of right now, um, we would pretty much have to, like, win every single game for, like, the rest of the season, um, have the Browns lose a couple of them, and then we would get a playoff spot. Uh, because right now, I think that uh, the Browns and several other teams, uh, maybe even, like, the Bills or something, who are, I think, behind the Patriots right now, they're taking our wild card. The Bills are behind right the Patriots? You're joking, right? I don't think so. No, they're, oh, they're really? eight and the three. Bills are in front. The, the, Bills, the Bills. Oh well, then the Bills the, are the number the three team in the AFC and arguably top five right. in the NFL. No, the Bills are doing great yeah. this year. Yeah, personally, I have Josh Allen on my fantasy team. Yeah. He's been doing pretty well, at least twenty-five to thirty a game. So he, he's on the list uh-huh. for for MVP. He's on the Very list. Good. Right. I think the Bills are they're. I mean, they're obviously going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win their division. Um. I think the Ravens, though, their chances of winning out are very good, even without, like, Lamar Jackson and whoever else due to COVID. They're playing Dallas next week. They're playing the Giants later. They have a very easy schedule. Um, I'm sure – I would not be surprised if they won out. It kind of depends, I guess, on the Browns and how they, it plays out with their season. And to yeah. add further point to that, out of the five games they have left, only one of those teams has a better than 500 record, and that is the Browns. Right. So, yeah, and yeah I think the Browns are probably going to be um, our toughest game for the rest of the season. Um, not purely just going on like a talent standpoint, but also because uh, like we, we, we're, go- we're probably going to be going into that game realizing like if we lose to this team, then we're just done for the playoffs. And I think that's really going to get to Lamar because he just has a long he just has a, a long and atrocious history of dealing with uh stressful and intense games and he doesn't usually come out on top yeah and for the ravens cowboys game how many more players are going to be cleared to play is lamar going to be back no he won't um he won't have to wait i think you have to wait like 10 days if you if you were asymptomatic you have to wait seven days i'm pretty sure and then if you are symptomatic 10 days i'm pretty sure that's how it works um but they aren't even cleared yet like they still have covid so the last think? I heard was that um it was fourteen days with symptoms with symptoms no, um bad. ten days ten days asymptomatic and then seven days if you uh got a negative test without symptoms. That sounds about right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if Lamar isn't playing, who do you guys think would be the better option for the starting? McSorley <laughs> I think, or I think McSorley. McSorley. I think yeah. McSorley. Yeah, Honestly, I was disappointed that he only got to play and almost save our and almost save our chances against the Steelers after RG three got injured. Oh, right. Yeah. That really makes me concerned. And I'm gonna give credit to the Steelers. Um, I think a lot of people. I'm a Ravens fan, and a lot of people will say, "Oh, the Steelers, they have an easy schedule. Like, they're the worst undefeated team like ever." But like, it's not. It's not hard. It's not easy to go undefeated like this. Like the Steelers are doing a heck of a job. At the end of the day, they got the win. Like gotta respect it another thing that you have to consider like right now 
that first game at the Ravens is the first of three games that the Steelers have to play in less than two weeks. So maybe not Washington, but when they face the Bills, they're going to be severely unrested for that game. Right. And we'll if happens. they win that game and they go 13-0, and I mean, it's going to send a message. The Steelers, they've never been pretty. They're not always pretty this year, but they're doing what they have to do. And, I mean, if I have to compare it, they're not as good on the as the Chiefs like on offense, but when it comes to just having games that didn't go their way, it's pretty even. They have games where they look dominant like the Chiefs, and sometimes they have games where they should have done better. The Chiefs have had some of those games too. So I'm not saying it's inevitable, but it's likely that those are the two teams we're going to see in the AFC Championship. Yeah, yeah and especially I'm um, just commenting on um, – when the Steelers do eventually have to play the Bills, um, I just uh, I was watching the Pat McAfee show uh, during lunch and stuff, and he was interview and he was interviewing uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen was talking about like, oh, I'm uh, I'm I'm uh, making my passing much more efficient, much more accurate, much more fast, so I can get it off better. And I think that uh, that's uh, improvement in his passing along with the insane amounts of talent and targets he has on the field. I think that um, even though the Steelers defense is incredible, they're going to have, they're going to have like a lot of work to, to, to have to uh, pull off to be able to beat a team like the Bills. Oh yeah, definitely. And in yeah. Buffalo, it's cold during this time, like really cold. So mm-hmm. that's also going to play a factor in it too. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you guys think the NFL can do to there, – obviously, there's been, like, a lot of COVID cases in the NFL, and I know it's harder for, for the NFL than in the NBA because the NBA finished the bubble with zero cases for the entire league. So what do you guys think the NFL can do to improve? Take a page doing? of the NBA's book. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the NFL, it most likely they're going to have bubbles for the playoffs. I've heard suggestions that they have bubbles like for the last month of this season. Um, you know, with what's happening like the 49ers where they had to move up to Arizona and all, I think the most ideal thing is them for to develop bubbles as soon as possible and just go with that and to not wait until the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The bubble strategy obviously works. So. I'm not sure, though, if they're <laughs> going to do that. I was watching When I was watching the Ravens game during halftime, they had an interview with um the commissioner Roger Goodell and he was saying uh they're not gonna do bubbles like personally I don't see how they could do that like and do you know like would it be like how the NBA did it like all the teams go to like Florida something like that like how It'd probably that even be work? more like what baseball did it where at least for the playoffs the conferences were in two different locations and then they came to a mutual point in the end that's also what they did in hockey. Okay. Yeah, it's that obviously easier for the NBA because they have like. 12 people per team when NFL is like five times that right. per team. Yeah, NFL has significantly more players per team, plus significantly more coaches and uh, two extra teams upon that in the league. Right. I think this is a good transition sure. to the NBA NBA talk right now because the season's actually about to start in like one week preseason starts. Um, in a couple weeks, the, uh, the regular season's going to start. They're not going to be in bubbles like they did last year. It's going to be, you know, like, your local markets, people are going to travel, COVID cases are going to happen, it's inevitable. Um, so yeah, last couple of weeks have been really crazy, free agency, trades, drafts. Uh, Jonah, I know you and me know a lot about basketball, 
But uh, rest of you guys, like, what do you think uh, is going to happen? Let's talk about uh, free agency. Well, yeah, first of all, I, I just wanted to ask. Um, so I didn't realize that the, that the next NBA season was happening, like, this early. So I just wanted to ask, like, who won, who won the finals? Because uh, I know that um, the Lakers had a stacked team, and so did the Clippers with, like, uh, Kawhi Leonard and stuff. So, like, who, who won there? So, um, right, last year, you know, they were playing in March, and then March, um, COVID happened, everyone shut down. They paused their season, then July, they resumed in Florida. They, all the teams, not all the teams, but, like, all the playoff teams and a couple others, like, resumed their regular season in the bubble at Disney World. Um, they have, like, basketball courts and everything. Um, then they had the playoffs, and then, yeah, Lakers won it all. And they ended up winning in August. The finals were in August. So they got, like, a month, um, like, a month off, a month or two. And now they're back. Yeah. And, like, obviously the Lakers were stacked and everything. But I think a really good – the Heat. The Heat shocked the world, like – not like really underrated Jimmy Butler very good player but still hasn't like really gotten that time to like shine in the playoffs really so I think and Tyler Hero obviously Duncan Robinson oh excuse me um the finals were uh, in October not August yeah Jonah what were you saying yeah I was just saying how the heat like I feel like they really surprised the world because I feel like a lot of people thought the Bucks were going to make it or not even the Lakers like the Clippers but yep I don't know. I thought That's the crazy. bubble was really exciting. It was really good. So going back to like players with great potential and uh, trades, who won the Russell Westbrook John Wall trade between the Rockets and the Wizards? I think I got those names right. Yep, mm-hmm. I, okay. I think that's really tough. I think that those players are very similar, and how I see it is at the end of the day, both players wanted to get traded, so like they're happy. But um, I don't think either team is gonna like. I think the Wizards benefited the most. I think Westbrook and Bradley Beal will help them push into the playoffs. I don't think the Rockets are going to change. They're still going to be a playoff team and not win the finals. Like James Harden needs to leave Houston. Like they're not going to get anywhere in Houston. Like they're still going to be just like in the mix. But the, we, the Wizards are improving, I think. And do we even know if John Wall is going to be playing at the same caliber as he did before? Exactly. After being off. For yeah. Like last I last I heard like. Uh, John Wall is just slowly becoming more of a uh, salary cap burden, especially because of the atrocious amount of money they're paying him. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, he's just been hurt for so long. We don't really know. People are saying there are reports like he's been at the gym working out their clips and all like, I'm sure he's going to have a good year, but I'm just, I just really don't believe Houston's going to get anywhere. There's too much competition in the West with young teams and veteran teams like the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was very interesting that the that the Rockets um they also got a uh, a first round pick in that trade I believe, and uh, I I would think that uh, the mindset they would have in accepting that with like John Wall in a first round draft pick is that maybe like oh uh uh the it's it's the the Thunder right Rockets and Wizards yeah the Wizards maybe the Wizards are trying to like rebuild or something and and everything but. I think that if a team is trying to make that ambitious of a trade, trying to get uh, Russell Westbrook, who's like, he, he's he's an exceptional player, um, it, it seems like that draft pick might not be as might not be uh, worth as much as they were hoping it to be. Well, I don't think the, the draft pick. 
in the draft? Huh? Who did the Rockets pick in the draft? I don't know. No, it was it's the next year. They traded the Wizards traded away John Wall and um a future first round pick. And um did the Rockets get any pick this year? Uh I don't think they had any they they picked no one meaningful. Like it wasn't they didn't have a like a lottery pick or anything. Yeah. And the and the Wizards getting the ninth pick. The right. Israeli guy Denny of Deja. I don't even yeah. know how to say it, but so yeah, it's gonna I was gonna say too. that. The Wizards are already I think they're gonna be in the spot where whatever pick they get next year that's gonna go to the Rockets isn't gonna be like that valuable of a pick. Like it'll be like a fifteenth like around the fifteenth spot. So like that's a good pick and all, but like I think the understanding the value of Westbrook and like I think it's gonna end up it's more meaningful than that first round pick. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, so what about free agency? Like who do you think was like the big winner, like who uh like the biggest move, most surprising? Um Honestly that was one of the biggest for me. Well, I like the Wizards obviously because they're close and Russell Westbrook, you know, you see him doing all these like breakaway dunks and all that. He's just really athletic player, so if they ever yeah. have fans back soon, I'd love to go watch him play. I'm actually on the opposite spectrum. Uh, I'm uh, more of a of a Rockets fan. Um, so on on that trade too, yeah, that was what was most surprising to me as well. Um, on the uh, the article you guys sent us, I'm really curious how they're gonna like put him into the lineup and stuff. Cause John Wall, I mean, I think that they would be better off putting James Harden in at point guard. I think at the end of the day, like. If they were able to do with Westbrook, like they'll be able to do with Wall, they're very similar players. Um, I think that it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be better for Harden because Wall is a much better scorer than Westbrook. Westbrook's really inefficient, so um, it will kind of like alleviate some of um, Harden's like workload. Um, and they also got a really good pickup in free agency with Christian Wood, Demarcus Cousins. Like they're gonna be all around better, hopefully. Um, Still not gonna like do anything that much in the playoffs, but I don't think Harden's gonna have too much of a workload. So is that the reason why the Rockets don't do well in the playoffs? Do you think it's do you think like like James Harden? I feel like not many people can play well around him because he's kind no. of everything. The Rockets do well, and you've seen like they made it to the conference finals many years and the semifinals, right? Like they're good and all. It's just that end of the day, there was the Golden State Warriors, and now there's the Lakers. Like there's just always yeah. gonna be a better team than them. And um, Harden had a history. He's not as much anymore, but he was really bad in clutch scenarios. Um, the team kind of falls apart at the end. Little things like that. Yeah. I also feel like uh, James Harden is much more of like a like a do it all himself kind of player. So like, um, if like a player of the caliber of James Harden has somebody else um uh, in the caliber of uh, of Russell Westbrook. Like, those two superstars just competing for the ball all the time, that doesn't really mix well. But I think that um, that John Wall and, like, uh, the rest of the team, they, it would actually fit to have a lower-caliber player um, as point guard so that they can just be more of a supporting cast for Harden. Because I feel like he, he does better at carrying a team than sharing the team, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, and I don't know that much, but, like, what you're saying, like having two superstars on a team, I mean, when I think about that, I think of the Lakers who just won with having both LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same team. 
and like they were they were leaders of their teams. So I think like it is safe to say that two big leaders they can work together. Yeah, two big leaders, but not but not Russell Westbrook and James Harden because Russell Westbrook is a massive ball hog, um, and that isn't going to work either with James Harden, who prefers to do pretty much everything by himself. It's at least from what I've seen. Well, I agree with Michael about this. Um, it's kind of like in today's NBA, you need to have multiple superstars to win a championship, and you've seen that in the past years. Yeah. Um, you need multiple all stars at least. And that's just how it works. So, in H- for Houston's case, though, and comparing to the Lakers, Lakers have two players in Udi and LeBron who complement each other. Harden and Westbrook obviously didn't pan out. It was an experiment. So yeah, I have a separate question now. Do you think the bo- or not the Bobcats? Do you think the Hornets are gonna start <laughs> to become a threat? So that's actually what I want to talk you're stuck about in 2005. There, <laughs> because <laughs> that's what I, I wanted to talk about next, actually. Um, I think the Hornets improved a lot. I think for me, in my opinion, um, I think like if I had to give a top three, top three, like most improved teams the past couple weeks through free agency, I'd have the Lakers, the Atlanta Hawks and the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Um, The Hornets, they picked up Gordon Hayward. They gave him way too much money, but they got him end of the day. And then they drafted my favorite player, LaMelo Ball. I think LaMelo Ball is going to be a superstar one day in the league. I think he's going to take over the league. Um, I think next year they're going to improve a lot. Yeah. And then I guess to like on the other side, which team do you think like was a threat? They're not going to be a threat anymore. Like which team definitely, I don't want to say this, that they're just like, they took the step in the wrong direction. I think the Denver Nuggets definitely did. Um, They gave up a really good key player in Jeremy Grant. Um, and, you know, last year they shocked everyone. They were supposed to, like, lose in the second round, and they were down 3-1 in the series. They came back. They won three straight games. Then it happened again in the conference finals against the Clippers. Um, no, in the semifinals against the Clippers. Um, and then they lost in the conference finals against the Lakers. But end of the day, they shocked a lot of people. Um, losing Jeremy Grant was a huge loss, and they didn't really make any moves to get better at free agency. Um, so we'll have to see. But I definitely think they um, did not do much, and it's going to affect them. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jonah? Yeah, I definitely think the Nuggets shocked everyone in the playoffs this year. Jamal Murray had himself really good playoffs. And I think if the Lakers weren't there, they could have definitely made it far like the Heat did. And that could have been like a really good finals, the Heat versus the Nuggets. But I don't know. I haven't really been following the trade stuff that much. But if they can do what they did last year, then I think they'll be good. But still, I still think the Lakers are going to be at the top. Like LeBron, he just makes everyone better around him. So Definitely. he's He's been doing it for years, yeah. yeah. So do you guys think – who do you think is the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Michael Jordan without a doubt. Michael? This could be a long, yeah. long discussion. This could, could be, be a, a long discussion. LeBron isn't done. I mean, LeBron is not done. Yeah, he is not done. Uh, so uh, right now, I'm actually I'm gonna say him, and I think if he wins another one, it, you know, then like the question will almost be obliterated. I agree with you, Michael. I, I think Am he's I... one championship away from being undisputed as they go, like the Tom Brady of basketball. 
I I don't think I don't think goat is purely just on like records and championships and stuff, and that's why I think uh my uh MJ is 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 the goat really because I mean just after watching the last dance and stuff like he was like this he was like this little dude and he had like next to no talent and stuff he just continues to build himself up and stuff up and then he becomes this insane. Uh, this insane NBA player who, if he had never had that motivation and that work ethic, he would he wouldn't be who he yeah. was. I think though you could say that about a lot of players, and I think for that, like my response, who's the goat? Like you can't. I think you know. I don't think you should debate about it. You should just like respect the greatness and just say like you know LeBron's the goat of his era, Michael's the goat of his era, Kobe's the goat of his era. Like just respect the greatness because like at the end of the day, like you can't really decide. They're just two different players, you know. Uh, MJ was a guard, LeBron's a forward. Like, they're very different players. Uh, and also, you can't talk about, like, their record because, like, they had very yeah. different teams. It's just so different. So, I just respect the greatness. Like, I don't and, have a GOAT. Well, yeah, you, you, you made an interesting point there, like, that uh, uh, comparing uh, a, a guard – uh, to a forward would be like trying to say like, oh, who's who's the greatest NFL player of all time, Tom Brady yeah. or Ray Lewis? Right, and it's also different. we like were teenagers, obviously living like and watching LeBron and like the thrill of him dunking and making those clutch shots and everything. Like, I'm sure that's how 16, 17, 18 year old kids felt when Michael Jordan played or when Kobe played. I think it's just the fact that we're seeing it live that makes us like have a little bit of a bias towards LeBron. Bias towards. Definitely. I could honestly think that, like, uh, somebody a little bit older, like a, like a millennial or, or maybe like a Gen Y or something, um, who has gotten the opportunity to, bo- to see both players uh, play live, I think they would be um, a bit better in deciding, like, who would be mm-hmm. better. Yeah, possibly. I, I still think it's just end of the day, like, got to respect your greatness. They're just two different players. I, we'll have to wait to compare space jams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the MJ one is still going to be better. I don't care. I do think the MJ movie is going to be better. They announced like two days ago that the new one is coming out in July. I just don't think it's going to be good. Yeah. The MJ one's so good. Well, I I think that like when LeBron's done, like he can have a decent acting career. So if he does do sort of well in this movie, I think it could definitely, you know. Propelling to Michael, if you play if, all that, if LeBron plays his money right, he has gotten so much. Like, set aside contracts, right? He has gotten so much money from like advertisements and like sponsorship deals and all that type of stuff. He could literally not have to work a single day in his life and still leave his his grandkids with billions of dollars. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he works and for that thing. He has. Like, there was a stat that came out yesterday because he just signed a new contract with the Lakers. Like, it was a two-year, $85 million extension. Just, oh just from the NBA alone, just from playing basketball, he's made $435 million in his career, right? But, you know, he also has uh, the LeBron shoes. He has a lifetime deal with Nike. So he's always going to get money even after he retires. Um, he exactly. He has commercials. Um, he also has, like, his own movie company who makes shows and everything. He's an actor. He's been in multiple movies before. Like he's a like he's one of the most successful people in the world right now. And I think um I saw like a like a 
think a while ago on like Instagram or something, um, that the total the 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 total amount he's gotten from like sponsorships and stuff is somewhere around seventy billion. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty it sure he's gotten insane, more yeah. of, of endorsements and sponsorships than actually than the NBA probably. But yeah. it's well earned. He's like on and off the court. Like, he grew up nothing. Course, like it's he well grew up as nothing, and then he worked his way yeah. up. It's so I respect that. So yep. I guess here here will be my last question on LeBron. And I guess like we'll never know the answer until he's done. But of his Miami Heat team, his Cavaliers team, and his Lakers team, which one do you think was the most dominant per se? I think you have to wait on the Lakers yeah. because you don't know how much longer they have. But I would say, um, I think as of now, yeah, I go with the Heat. I think I just think they're better. They were better than the Cavs team. Um, yeah, I go with Heat too. Dwayne Wade and him were like yeah. the ultimate dynamic and duo. as a team. And obviously, like, yeah. yeah, and as a team, and obviously, like, it was different because the Cavs when LeBron was on the Cavs had to play the Warriors. Like, it's a much different team, and the Heat played like the Spurs. It's a much different like time. Those just couple of years, but um, I I just think the Heat were so dominant, and even though they like lost a couple, like they had such high expectations and such a strong team with strong bench players and a whole like the whole staff and everyone was great so yeah, i'd too. go with the heat because you see you see how when lebron leaves the like wherever lebron leaves basically that team ends up not being too good the next year but i still think that for the heat he had chris bosh dwayne wade like he he had kevin love and Kyrie irving on the on the Cavs. but i still think that if lebron were to just out of nowhere leave the heat one day or just leave the Cavs one day then I think that he would still be a better team. Like, he had better players around him. I think for the Cavs, LeBron just made everyone around him better. Yeah, and you saw that because when he left the Cavs, the Cavs are now, like, nobodies. And when he left the Heat, like, the Heat still made the playoffs. All right. uh, Do you guys want to end it off here? Um, One more thing. All right, cool. Give (laughs) give, Give me your hot take for the NFL season the playoffs or NBA season like okay. give a hot take I have a few first one Cardinals are going to miss the playoffs that's my first Ooh. hot take either the 49ers or the Bears are going to take that seventh spot in the playoffs I don't see the Cardinals making it oh okay remind me exactly what a hot take is again so just you know like give, give me it an unpopular opinion, something that's like a bold, a bold opinion, bold take on sports. I uh huh. I was kind of leaning on. I don't know. Go to Jordan. I'm, I'm gonna have to think. I don't about know this. if this is bold or not, but I do see the Wizards making the playoffs this year. I think I think that's like a that's a good take, and I agree with it. I don't know how hot of a take that. I think was. it was medium. But, I think it was warm. I, I think it was warm. Yeah, I think. Well, first of all, I think that the Ravens are going to win out and they're going to make the Super Bowl. I think they're going to win out. Lamar got to step Bowl. up. Like, Lamar's going to come back, like, ready to go. He's this is Lamar's year up, to like, prove that he's Ravens a playoff quarterback and not just a regular yeah. season guy. My NBA, take, my NBA take is, if you didn't know recently, um, the Detroit Pistons signed Leandro Ball. So now it's official. All three Ball brothers have made the NBA. I believe that at least one ball brother will 
be in the conference finals next year, whether that's the Pelicans or the Hornets or Pistons. That's hot. That's a hot take. Okay. And one of them, and either Lamelo is going to win Rookie of the Year, or Lonzo is going to win Most Improved. Yeah. I say, um, for my NFL hot take, um, this is probably completely unrealistic, um, but. New York Giants trade Saquon Barkley um, to Green Bay um, in return for Aaron Rodgers when they start Jordan Love so that they can get a quality quarterback and possibly make the playoffs. I think that's a super hot take. I don't what, know if that's going to happen. But... Well, you know, we can't talk about NFL hot takes without talking about the NFC East. Who, who do we think is going to win that division? NFC East? Yeah. Um, I say Washington. I got Giants. Giants? Yeah. I don't like them. Yeah, I go for yeah, the Giants or Washington. Washington. Yeah, but they do have the easiest schedule of the division. I, I'm gonna say Cowboys. <laughs> I was gonna say anyone, but I was gonna say anyone but the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles—they're not gonna make it. it it's Eagles it, as long as they start Carson Wentz, they're not making it. If they put in uh, Jalen, yeah, Jalen Hurts, uh, the other guy, I forgot his Jalen name, Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts. If they put in Jalen yeah, Hurts, they'd have Wentz a really good chance. Good, but they're not going to because Doug Peterson is an idiot. Alrighty, yeah. Good episode. If you are a club head and you would like to possibly. Uh, uh, join on the podcast for a quick episode discussing whatever it is your club discusses. Make sure to hit me up at my BT email and we can uh, get talking on that. But uh, yeah, that has been uh, the BT Podcast Club yes, podcast. And uh, yep, and uh, this Peace is us out. signing off. See ya. See you guys.